Do I sound like Bob? Man, I'm fucking stuffed up. What, you got COVID? I, I thought I did. They told me I don't. <laughs> you don't have COVID. You don't know. And I don't know. At any minute, the virus could be lurking and hunting. These new strains are like leopards in the night. That's right. Okay, everybody, um, we're back. It's the boys that you missed. It's it's Sunday. It's January 10th. It's 2021. It's a new year, everyone. It's a new year. We're, we're, whoa, whoa. Uh, that's David Patrick Fleming booing. My name is Jacob Eamon. What, what are you booing? Thought, I thought we thought it was going to be a good thing. You were you were going on and on last, last episode about how... How 2020 is almost over, no? I don't think so. I don't, was I doing that? I didn't think so. I think I made a, a statement that said it's not going to be any different. And ah. I think I may have even said it's going to be worse. And, uh, well, it is. It's worse. you got people storming the Capitol. <laughs> You've got COVID raging. I've got fucking rodents in my apartment. I'm. This is just it's too much, man. It's too much. It sucks already. The Blue yeah. Jays are sitting on their hands. <laughs> See, it's weird because I felt like I had made the statement about how 2021 wasn't going to be any different. Maybe we had a nice conversation about uh, an in agreements for once about how it was just going to be a different date number and shit was still going to be terrible. I think we thought I uh, had a conversation about killing ourselves on a cruise <laughs> ship. <laughs> so. Oh, damn, that sounds nice, though. Hey, eh? cruise ship. Uh, yeah, just a splash from the top deck. <laughs> but happy new year, everybody. Let's just say it. 2021, 2020's over. You know, we didn't think it could get worse. It's gotten a touch worse, but you would imagine that it's going to get better this year. There are some hopeful things on the horizon, although you may not see them or feel them or think of them to be true. Happy new year, everybody. Has it really gotten worse in Canada, though? I mean, other than these new strains of COVID that you're talking about running around like well, leopards trying to kill us? There's more COVID, so there's a lot more COVID. The hospitals are at their uh, breaking point. Mm -hmm. There's threats for even stricter lockdowns. I don't know what that even means. Maybe we're not allowed to look at people anymore. Maybe maybe grocery stores will be shut down and I'm going to be here eating my rug. I'm not sure, but there's threats. Well, we aren't really in a lockdown now, David. That's the That's been the biggest issue, I think. Well, what would you call this? I would call this a mockdown. <laughs> you know, kind of put some air quotes around it. <laughs> but, but I mean, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Sure I can't can. even get, I can't even go fucking buy rat traps without ordering them online and picking them up curbside. Wow. There's a lot of places. There are a ton of places you could go get those rat traps, man. That you could walk into the establishment and buy them. <clears throat> grocery stores. Yeah. Not that I'm saying grocery stores need to be locked down. All I'm saying is I don't think you can get a rat trap at a grocery store. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Please hit us up on Twitter, everybody, if you can get rat traps at grocery stores. They're still filming stuff, man. Like our industry, like the film industry, they're still doing stuff. How is that a thing? You know? Hallmark Christmas movies are a vital part. They are an essential service, Jacob. Could you imagine going through a Christmas and you couldn't watch a Hallmark Christmas movie? Obviously, that's worth dying for. 
we didn't shut down schools. We didn't shut. We didn't make workplaces that couldn't operate virtually shut down. So all of the places where the virus really spreads is is, is still raging. But let's mm-hmm. let's not get too deep into our our agreed uh, agreed. You know our our COVID thoughts on the world and everything. Let us talk about what's keeping us up at night. <laughs> let's let's actually not. Let's talk about something far less meaningful. Um, the Bl- Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> okay, okay, David. I, I guess I see. I wrote out this whole roadmap for this episode, and feeling like I was going to be a little pessimistic. But here we are. Every time I say their names, we have to. I have to deal with you booing them. So I guess I'm going to be the optimist here. You be the optimist, and I'm just gonna. I'm gonna speak truth to power, baby. Okay. Let's let me just let me just uh, paint a little picture here of of what we have done so far this off season. Okay, have we gotten better than we were at the end of last season? Well, we've signed Robbie Ray, and I know what you're thinking. We already had Robbie Ray last season, so that's <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good. Okay, yesterday though, we signed AJ Cole to a minor league deal. Croc father back in the house. The Croc father's back. We, we're signing him for $1 million if he makes the team. He's, he's on a minor league deal, which, okay, all right. Um, this one doesn't really make me feel great on, on, on one side of me, you know, because well, the other side of me is like, okay, yeah, the Blue Jays are doing smart business. We non-tendered him earlier this offseason, which I thought was odd. But uh, at least they remain true to their word. Ross Atkins at the time did say that it wasn't a knock on AJ. They liked AJ. They liked what the Crockfather did this past year and were interested in getting a deal done for him later in the offseason. So they did get that done. They remain true to their word. So we're going to have to hold them to some of their other words. But the other part of me is like, man, AJ, AJ was like, one of the best relievers that we had on the team last year he was fairly consistent and that's i know that's not saying a lot there was a time when when the blue jays bullpen though in the first half of the season was pretty elite you know top five bullpens in the league and we can't offer this guy a major league contract we gotta we gotta do him dirty <laughs> like offer him a minor league deal hey dude we'll give you a million if you can make the team and so that there's part of me that's like man fucking dirty and the other half's like i kind of hope that we get to the point where EJ Cole isn't making the team, I guess, <laughs> and that we can have better relievers. So I'm I'm split on that move, but uh, that's that's something we got done at least. So so yeah, David, you want no, to say something? No, no, there? no, no, no. I mean, I feel I guess similar to you. It felt a little bit like like dumpster diving and bringing out a crock from the dumpster <laughs> and being like, all right, now we're gonna fuck with you a bit. That guy's been in the league a while, and you know he was pretty good last year would i be upset if they didn't offer aj cole a contract no No. that's not where my focus is right now that's just this little secondary thing in the background that it's like oh okay who cares i want a big fish i don't want a dumpster dive i want to i want to jump into the atlantic ocean and and pull out a big fish oh yeah big tuna big tuna big orca is there orcas in the Atlantic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are, but also, like, that's not a fish, man. That's a whale. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's big, so I got one of two, 50%. Okay. Okay, I like that. So let me, again, I'm just going to say, 
so far this this off season we've signed Robbie Ray, AJ Cole, and uh, from last year I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know the guys that we've lost. Okay, so Chase Anderson, bye. Ken Giles, Joe Panic, Anthony Bass, Matt Shoemaker, Taiwan Walker, Jonathan VR, and thank God Travis Shaw. So <laughs> <laughs> that's three starters gone, three infielders gone. Your best reliever, and maybe your third best reliever. Who are you calling the best reliever? Ken Giles. Yeah. Wow, that's that wasn't seen at all last year. So that's really you know I, I hear what you're saying, but he's the best reliever that was on the team. Yeah, but you don't feel that. You don't feel the loss of Ken Giles because we never had him. Well, we don't have him now. Correct. <laughs> so I feel that a little bit. Even though he wouldn't be able to do anything this season, he's going to be uh, getting his elbow signed back to his body. Yeah, he may never pitch again. That's true. But in any case, we don't have him, and he was the best reliever we had. So all I'm saying is that the Blue Jays have a ton of work to do still. Yeah. Well, the Blue Jays had a lot of pitchers last year who were um, p- p- pitchers who could potentially be starters. Yeah. Who were forced to go to the bullpen, mm-hmm. who they could give shots at at the starting rotation. I hope that they don't have to. I hope that they make some moves so that they don't necessarily have to do that. But there is potential in them filling some of those slots in house and not necessarily having to get a free agent or a trade. That's uh-huh. not exciting, and I think it would be nice to have something in our lives right now that's exciting. You know who I find exciting? You know who I find extremely exciting? Um, let me take a guess. Does his first name start with F and his last name start with L? It sure does, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Frankie, I thought. Frankie, Frankie Lindor. Talk about an orca. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> this orca. Let's, let's discuss what the Blue Jays haven't done. So far this offseason, we've missed out. These guys are gone. Francisco Lindor, Carlos Cookie Carrasco, Hassan Kim, Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, and Sagano. They're all they're all they're all gone to different teams. They've gone back to Japan or they've gone to the Padres or or they've gone to the Mets. Um so obviously, yeah, Lindor is the big thing here. He's the big ticket, the big topic. You Darvish is a big miss for sure, but uh, Darvish is a big miss. But there's not much you can do about that because apparently the Jays were on his no trade list. So they say. Well, they say that, and enough people have said it that you would imagine that it's based in something. He had 11 teams on uh-huh. his no trade list, and if that's a that's a that's a fair amount of teams, so <laughs> I could imagine Toronto being one of 11 for sure. Should we be concerned about that though? Is that a concern that we're on? Well, look, what can we do? What what can we do, Jacob? Like just <laughs> drape just... drape our city with Christmas lights and uh, make it funner to be here? What what do, what do you want? What, what can we do? That's I not, would like that's to have a conversation with you and say, hey, you, what did we do? To you. And he was like, well, uh, I found 2015 playoff series utterly traumatizing. <laughs> I never want to go back to that city ever, ever again. Right. And then in terms of the Shigano, Sagano thing, he leaves. He goes back to Japan. That felt like more embarrassing for him. Like that was just weird that he kind of put his feet in the dirt and said, here's what I want. And everyone was like, see ya. Yeah. The Sagano thing is a bit, I don't know. I feel like nobody really knew what to make of him. Right. Yeah, well, I feel like Shinya Maguchi fucked everybody for that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit of an issue. Like, I, I read some articles 
you know, talking about Sagano and I can't remember who it is. I think it's Ken Rosenthal. He starts talking about them and he's talking about his age and he's talking about the durability and he starts talking about other Japanese pitchers as if their durability at the age has anything to do with what Shigano's is going to be just because I guess they're Japanese as if like, as if like, I don't know, uh, Tanner Roark is, is off to Japan next year. And, and in Japan they're like, Oh, well he's 31 and other Americans, uh, have gotten injured. So we should be concerned maybe about the durability of American pitch. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And I would say, uh, racist, uh, <laughs> I'll go as far to say uh, Ken Rosenthal is a racist. You heard it here on Underdogs. I don't know. Can you can you look at it a different way? I don't. Oh, I didn't read the article that you read, so I'm not going to say anything about. It. I'm not going to put my toes into that murky murky lake. But uh, no, you know what? Ken Rosenthal is a racist. You can stamp my name on that. Underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> um okay but okay sugano he he was a guy he did really well in japan they offered him a bunch of money a great contract say hey please come back you well, can we try don't again know. next we year. don't know it's been speculated that they no i mean japan a, the the oh, see, giants see, see. they offered him a great contract but let's let's talk lindor okay because I, i'm all i'm all fucked up about lindor because originally i felt really i felt like i had strong clarity about this issue i felt like i felt like the jays and francisco lindor had reached some sort of clarity and and francisco made it clear i'm gonna go to free agency i'm i'm a dude i'm i'm in tight with all of the 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 whatever the players union I'm yeah like be- they, they made him like the one of the leaders of the players union that is like huge advocates for players going to free agency so it would have been tough for him to um you know not become a free agent and just sign a big deal i think yeah like i think people knew teams knew that he wasn't going to go to free agency but all teams knew that and he was going to go somewhere well i guess the, the the thing that i'm thinking of now is that i thought that they had like had that crystal clear conversation and that the mets are willing to take a gamble on pushing all in for him for even just for one year because they're that much closer to uh, actual in, legitimate. Man. That package was not an all-in package. Well, for us, if it, it's not necessarily all-in, but it's a much huger move for us to get one year of Lindor and give up potentially Austin Martin or Simeon Woods Richardson, um, a couple of guys, and to get one year to become maybe a bit more of a favorite to get the wild card instead of the Mets who are actually legitimate contenders to go to the World Series now. Sure, but even if you don't get Lindor, you still get two years of Carrasco, which is like nothing to, uh, to uh, what is it, shake a fist at? Shake a tap. I can't even think of the saying. You still get two years of Carrasco, and you didn't have to give up Austin Martin to get him. If you look at what the Mets gave up, there's nothing on there that suggests you had to give up Austin Martin. Now, maybe that's what the Mets were adamant about. Maybe the Mets were like, I want Biggio or I want Martin. Um, we don't know. Well, they gave up their best pitching prospect, which ha- the the comparison would have been Nate Pearson. So we're not giving up Nate Pearson, so we're going to be giving up potentially someone else in our top three, which but is why I that doesn't mean that the Mets' best pitching project project prospect is at the same level as nate pearson nate pearson's a highly touted like number one prospect this guy i'm pretty sure is still a top 10 or top 20 prospect on the top 100 list he's still a big 
guy. Like I'm just saying like it's not necessarily pushing all in, but we're giving up significant assets in a part of our future for one season of Lindor. So that's all I'm saying is that I could understand that. But then all, why I feel fucked up about it now is because then afterwards it does come out that we did <laughs> come in second and that we had a package out there to get him that apparently had higher upside prospects and less like uh, major league contributions. So that makes me think we weren't willing to give up Gurriel, but we were giving up, I don't know, maybe it was Simeon Woods Richardson, or it was Gabriel Moreno, the, the, the catching prospect, or it was our short, one of our shortstop prospects, or it was Jordan Groshans, these guys who are a little bit further away but have higher upside than the pieces that that Cleveland got. So that, that makes me feel like, well, <laughs> wait, so we didn't kind of come to the conclusion that it wasn't the best idea to to get Lindor if we couldn't get an extension with him and we were going to do it anyway. Then maybe I'm going to find out that Lindor is going to sign a 10-year extension next week from the with the Mets and I'm going to be ripping my hair out of my head. I, I, I don't know. I'm all fucked up about Jeff it. Jeff Passan reported. He, Jeff Passan didn't report, but he said that Jordan Groshans would have been the player of the highest value. So he was putting Jordan Groshans above the Mets um prospect pitcher that you're talking about he put him above everybody that the indians got so for me if you make jordan groshans the face of that trade and then you fill it with i don't know manoa probably not simeon wood richardson probably not hopefully not but then you go down from there and it just gets worse like the the names after manoa just get worse i would do that are you kidding me i I I can do that in a second why because I don't know Jordan Groshans. I don't know him. I know that people talk really highly about him. I know that he's like a potential like third base, maybe shortstop type guy. Um, but Francisco Lindor is a once in a generation type player. He's a leader on a team. He's incredible defensively, offensively, switch hitting, great energy. He would be great for this team. He for would one year. S- you don't know. Take a risk. Go for it. No. Let's play baseball, Why? man. Let's go for it. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing otherwise? We're like, trying to get- I, for, for them to like just have this clear idea of what they'll offer and they won't go a titch above it. Well, you're going to get teams like the Mets that are like, boom, let's go. Let's have some fun and let's try to do something special. Padres, boom. Let's go. Let's try to do something special. And we're like, ah, our calculations aren't quite uh, uh, being matched here. So we're going to step away. You know, like... I don't think it needs to be that crazy of calculations. I think you make the deal if you can extend Francisco Lindor. Otherwise, one... He wasn't willing to do that for any team, though. Exactly. But he's going to go somewhere. He's going to go somewhere. That wasn't just a thing with the Jays. That wasn't just like um, something that the Jays were dealing with. The Mets were dealing with that, too. But yet, here he is. He's a New York Met. He's going to be their starting shortstop. Yeah. But and the, the Mets have a chance to win a World Series with him. We don't. We don't. It's not worth it. It's literally not worth it. So you're telling me, you're telling me if uh, the lineup next year was Francisco Lindor at shortstop, Vladdy at third, Biggio at second, I don't know, fucking Rowdy at first, George Springer in center field, Teoscar Hernandez, Guriel, yeah, Dan that's, Jansen. <laughs> that's, that's all great for a season. But I'm not psyched at the end of the year when I'm like, Oh, okay. So then Lindor's he's going to free agency and uh, guess what? The Dodgers signed him 
for 10 okay. years. And, and There's a bunch of shortstops coming off the books next year, too. So let's say it doesn't work out and Lindor leaves. You offer him a contract. He says no. Get somebody else. Get Correa. Get Trevor Story. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'd rather just have Bo Bichette play shortstop for a year because I like Bo Bichette. He's the best player on our team. But he's not a great shortstop. And if you can get a high-end He's good enough for like a that, season. He's good enough for another season where I don't think we're going to make the World Series and we're not. We're, I think we'll barely make it out of a wild card game if we make it that far right now. So uh, I, 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 I'm just looking to. I, I want to be a fan of this this team for the next ten years and be and be in the conversation every year for the playoffs. And I don't, th- I don't think that pushing those chips in to get Lindor for a season makes sense. And I'm glad that we didn't do it. Wow. Unless, <laughs> unless I hear next week Lindor has signed an extension with the Mets for ten years, then I'm going to be pissed. He's probably going to sign with the Mets after the season. Why? Well, because it's been uh, speculated that the Mets are have told him that they will offer him more money than anybody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think they so would why can't that we be like too. that? Why can't we be like that? Why can't we hit people in the face with our flaccid dicks? <laughs> well, I guess because the Jays said this thing, the Jays set this up, man. It wasn't like we just made up this Lindor thing. This Lindor thing's been going around for months. The front office was like, we got money to spend, baby. Our uh, payroll's not going to be attached to revenue. We're going to be able to make some big moves. And I'm, and yeah. yes, there are some still big moves out there to be made. Absolutely. But Lindor was the best player available. Yes, he was. But one year of him is not the best. I mean, there's more value in four years of George Springer than there is in one year of Francisco Lindor. In Way theory. more. In theory. No, it's not a theory. No, you it's don't know. Injuries. I think... Now, I there think, is another thing, though, where, like, behind the scenes, it's it's understood to some degree that Lindor doesn't want to play in Dunedin. Like, Lindor doesn't want to not be in the rogers center or you know whatever we don't know those things those little nuances that might affect how what you offer and how strong you're going to go after Mm -hmm. a guy because you know maybe you have conversations with him and he's just maybe not that into it so we have to leave some space for that possibility as well i am leaving this that's what i'm that's a lot of what i'm talking about he's not giving us he's not giving us an indication that he's gonna stay with us well you don't know that either well i'm i'm not giving you he didn't call you but he knows Ross and Mark fairly well, you would imagine. Exactly. So I'm just saying that one can assume that they have that kind of information that plays into how far they're going to go to push to get him for what is likely going to be one season. But what I would imagine is if he made it clear that he didn't really want to play in Toronto, they wouldn't have made an offer. But they made an offer, apparently. And the offer was rejected. So you would have to imagine that there was some interest, that he was willing to do it, that he would have done it, you know, that he wanted to come. Because I just can't see a version where it was known that he didn't want to play here and they were like, well, tough, tough titties. We're going to try to get you with this package. I can't imagine that to be true. Well, I mean, there's always the... There's always the hope that that you value yourself and your organization high enough that him being around for a season is going to convince them the same way we hoped that it would with with Kawhi, you know, and and it didn't work out. But maybe they thought, you know, if the price is right, if 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 it's a low enough package, something we can live with, giving up for that one season, then so be it. But there's going to be a limit to what we're going to take that gamble on. 
That's my thinking. All right, all right. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's. That's uh, that's Lindor. Okay. But uh, we've missed out on some other things. Uh, the Padres went out and you know did what kind of was expected or what kind of we all thought that maybe the Blue Jays would do and kind of jump start the market, get ahead of everything, throw their money on the table. The the Padres got you Darvish, Blake Snell in the same day. <laughs> uh, well, that was huge. And then I think was it the next day or the day after they got uh, Korean shortstop Hassan Kim. Um, so okay, the Snell thing, yeah, the, the Rays aren't going to be trading us Blake Snell. I I don't think right, but that makes sense to me. The Darvish thing, we're on their no trade list apparently. I'll live with it. Things start getting interesting around um, Hassan Kim. Um, and same with Shigano, I guess. But Kim, it's like, I can sort of understand why they don't want that to be the thing that they have to build their offseason around, right? Like, if yeah. you sign him, suddenly it's like, okay, well, I guess that sort of eliminates LeMayhew. We're not in on that market anymore. It doesn't really make sense. Also, like... Is he a better shortstop than Bo Bichette, who I don't I don't know. Is he going to be the third baseman? Okay, so then Vladdy's out. It's just kind of like a weird thing to start off with. And yeah, I, f- I feel like you only, like, crap around your infield and, you know, make everybody shift for a guy like Lindor. Yeah. Not not for a guy like that. And, it, you know, because he has, he's not going to play in the outfield, I don't think. So he'll have to play second or third, and then that just creates a lot of problems. Yeah, and we don't we don't know how well his bat's gonna transfer here. It's it's a gamble move, but again, it's just like in the Padres world, like sign us up. They 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 they're not they're not willing to wait around and see if they can get a DJ Lemayhew. They're not gonna be trading for their season of of Lindor. I guess maybe they maybe they were in on it. I don't know, but it makes sense that- to them. That one didn't bother me as much, I mean, mostly because I don't know the player, but I also do think that there's this quality where we're waiting for something to happen because there's been so much out there that the Blue Jays are going to make a huge move. And so then you see these huge moves being done by the Padres, and we're like, where's our, where's our move? Oh, my God, they got those guys? We want those guys. And then they get Kim, and they get Kim too, and then the Mets get Lindor, and it's like, is anything going to happen for us? And I yeah. do think that... It is a very emotional, somewhat irrational fan reaction just because there's been so much anticipation and it was a lot easier to sit in the anticipation when nothing was happening. And then when moves start to happen, you start to panic, like, why aren't things happening for us? But there's still a ton of free agents yes. out there and a lot of pieces that could that could help us. It was just really, for me, the Lindor thing that was like, ah, God, I just... I. I would love him on the team. Yeah, of course, of course. Like I would, I, that would that would make me so happy. It would obviously make me a lot more happy if we were gonna have, if I knew we could have him for six years. You know, like if I knew that he was our new identity for our team. But we that wasn't gonna happen. Or maybe maybe it could have, and and it'll be the biggest loss that the Blue Jays ever had, and they missed out on. Um, but let's. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the avenues that are still available because there are t- still a ton 
of guys out there. There are still a ton of moves, a, kind of, a lot of guys on the trade market that are apparently available. So let's let's talk about some of these avenues that we could be going down here. So the top guys are out there. We got Bauer. We got Real Muto. We got Springer. We got DJ LeMayhew. I'm just going to mention Liam Hendricks here so that I don't forget about him later, even though he's obviously not one of the top guys. But he's potentially the top uh, closer reliever guy out there. Um, so we also have some guys who we think are available via trade. Castillo, Sonny Gray, Chris Bryant. There's some Chris Bryant talk out there right now, along with uh, other Cub, uh, Kyle Hendricks, pitcher. Uh, perhaps underrated and a little under under the radar. I also heard uh, a vague sort of rumor at potentially Trevor's story being huh? um, able to be traded for since he'll be a free agent next year anyway. Yes, of course, and obviously uh, his his the the guy to his right, Nolan Arenado. I mean, those Dodgers talks they were going on for a while that he was going to be going there. Haven't heard much about that lately, but based on what his contract situation he makes perhaps not a ton of sense and 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 has paid a uh, an extremely handsome contract price every year so with his opt-outs i don't know if he makes a, a lot of sense even though he would be amazing and was my yeah, initial, that would fill, like, idea that would fill my lindor void for sure oh yeah oh yeah he's a superstar man he doesn't and, quite have the same charisma that lindor has but you know everything but he's else got is there. he's got a different kind of charisma that i like He's and got. He's a bit of a Tulo, yeah. He's all got those Rockies guys, man. Lemayhu, Arenado, Tulowitzki. They all just seem like they've. It's such an intensity. Yeah, yeah. Nolan Arenado's kind of guy who who's going to be storming the mound if there's a if there's a brawl. He's going to be the first one hopping over that fence, charging. He's going to be all bloodied up. I, I like that. I like. I like that. I like that in yeah. my third baseman. You know, we've talked about this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> But let's go. Let's go back to the free agency. So, where are you at now? I mean, it sounds like the Blue Jays, the number one target right now, is still Mr. Springer. Apparently, we've offered him a hundred and fifteen million dollars. And that was another thing I wanted to talk about too, though. Like that—that was below what the Mets offered him, fairly significantly from what the report was. That the Blue Jays offered one fifteen, and the Mets were more around the one. 50 was just just like what are you doing you're not going to get him for 115 right well maybe now they will if if his price becomes 115 you're all of a sudden going to get all these other sleeping giants who are like okay okay now we're in on this yeah for sure that's what he needs because he's lost his leverage now with the mets if i mean because the mets apparently don't want to go over their uh luxury tax but if they decide to they they could they could get Springer. I'm sure he would love to go there. Oh yeah, for sure. But I do think he's a more realistic target now. I think that obviously 115 is our not our final offer. I don't think it doesn't sound like it. I'm sure that we could go up to 125, maybe 135 kind of cap out there. I don't think we're gonna go to 150. But who knows? I think I think we sh- in theory. If if the reports are right, then the Mets aren't just gonna keep keep being the billionaires uh, that that we can't outbid them at this point to get Springer. So would he be of the top free agents that are left? Would he be your 
top pick? I don't, man, I, I keep trying to figure that out, and I feel upset. It's like I'm over the moon and so upset with any signing. Nothing feels good, <laughs> and at the same time, it feels amazing because they're all they're all amazing players. But I've it's been so long. I've had so long with each of them now, and like thinking about them that I've found glaring faults in like their like their whole essence that makes and me just like want to avoid it at too. all costs. They're, they're, yeah, their age can yeah, be That's why I loved about Lindor. He's still so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, get, we can stop talking about Lindor. But uh, yeah, I, it's so tough. I want to know what Bauer's deal is. I want to know what he's actually looking for because it's so unclear to me what he's actually looking the for. The fuck do you want, man? <laughs> Just, just trolling people on on his vlog and he's wearing Mets hats in his last few vlogs. He was talking about the Jays. Obviously, there was that New Year's Eve clip where he said he was going to meet with Pete Walker or talk to mm-hmm. Pete Walker on the phone mm-hmm. and talk to some uh, high sports guys in the Blue Jays organization. But he hasn't talked about the Blue Jays and I've been watching his vlogs and he he has been kind of trolling fans, but not Jays fans anymore. So I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I'm reading into that, but uh, I just don't know what he wants. Does he want a big one-year deal? I'm all for that. Does he yeah. want like a big 200 million plus? Like people are saying he wants a higher annual uh, yearly value than Garrett Cole, which I don't think it, it, you, he deserves that. No. It doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. I, I'm a little sick of the trevor bauer off season you know it was kind of it was kind of cute to begin with it's gotten a little too cute now yeah you can put on all the different hats when we got to the point where his videos were like like giving us shit because we weren't like creative enough or like we weren't worshiping enough of him on twitter that he was rating each different fans like courtship of him on twitter i'm like come on man like get the fuck out of here uh, like, we got the. Do you want the money or not? You know, you want to come here or not? Do you want to like? You want to be a part of this team or not? What do you want? Yeah. Okay. Like, let's let's just talk about that and not stop pretending that 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 whether or not my Photoshop on Twitter made you laugh enough that that has anything to do with whether you're going to come pitch for our team because it doesn't. It's really tough because the way that his off season's gone and, and what he's doing in terms of trying to get interest around him and build his brand and you get subscribers and people watching his videos and stuff, it, it can be a little off-putting. But I can just picture a big moment of him pitching for us next year and you know, let's say there's fans in the crowd or whatever and he's just shoving. And he's like up there to 15Ks and he does his little strut off the mound or he's getting under the skin of the other team. And there's like, a, you know, bench clearing situations because he's inciting the other team. Like, I, I'm all for that. I love that kind of stuff. Yes. He would absolutely do that. And uh, for him to be uh, that way in the American League East, I think would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Like I said, like... <laughs> Bauer, the player, I, I've got no issue with. I think he's he's the, one of the most exciting pitchers, one of the most exciting players in baseball. And that includes Bauer, the person, and his off-the-field stuff. I've, I really don't have an issue with whether wh- where his politics lie, what kind of... What kind of uh, honesty he has or how 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 often he will you know get into fights with people on twitter i don't give a shit about any of that i find i do find that the majority of the time to have an entertainment value a kind of thing that 
that does translate to the field. You know, that it's, it's, it's the same, he's the same guy off and on the field, right? But it's just, it's just this shit with the, with the, with the courting and, and the playing the different fans against each other. I just like, that, that's, that's where I start to draw the line. I'm just, I don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> and, and, uh, and this off season has been too long, too slow, too boring for me to, to be like having a little, <sighs> kissing and little flirtation going on this long all right <laughs> like, yeah it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's just annoying me yeah. it's annoying me and it's like it's like I, the reverse Kawhi. it's like no one is Kawhi's not talking to anybody he's not saying anything <laughs> no one has any idea where what Kawhi wants it's it's like bowers like yeah i want to come there hey do you guys like me? Hey, this looks like a nice place. What about you? What about you? It's just like he's talking, saying that everyone is an option instead of nobody's an option. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So it's that's what's... I don't know why I feel this way. I think that in terms of who's left, yes, an ace would be ideal. And I think we are in need of a really good... Like George Springer fits this team really well, but for some reason, he doesn't excite me that much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. I understand that he's a great player. I understand that his bat is elite. But there's something about DJ LeMahieu to me that is more exciting. Right. I like the fit of him on this team. I like him as a leader for uh, some of the guys on this team. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it does to us. Like, I don't know where he plays. Like, I assume he plays second base. So then I don't know what you do with Biggio. I know that, like, I, there's a lot of pieces that the Jays can get that create other problems. Yep. Because you're just kind of at some point trying to get the best player, but the best player might fill a position that you kind of already have. And so then you have to try to move things around. And I'm okay with that. I mean, figure it out. It's not my job. I just kind of want the best player. And I don't know what it is about. DJ LeMahieu other than his makeup as a player and having faced him as a Yankees and seen him play so much that I just I would I, th- I think he's my pick for the remaining top free agents yeah well I think he's I mean in theory he was supposed to be the least expensive uh, he's his asking price is obviously a lot higher than what we thought it was going to be uh, going into the offseason we talked a little bit about that last episode but yeah there. I mean, DJ, he seems like a robot. He seems like a hitting robot. seems like the most consistent guy he's going to be getting on base. His on-base percentage is godlike. It's a video game, cheat code, machine of hitting. So that is also like, it feels like the opposite of what we have. So it feels like that kind of fits some sort of hole that that makes the Blue Jays start to make sense. We've got all of these all-or-nothing power sluggers, and we've got someone in between like Vladdy where it's like, we don't we don't know what he is yet. Is he going to be feast or famine, or is he going to be, you know, a, a, an on base machine as well and uh, hit for a high average? We're still unsure. We got Biggio, who has a huge on base percentage, doesn't hit very much. So it's like DJ's just like this perfect all around baseball dude, but he's also thirty two, and his numbers, I mean, they're a little difficult to figure out what they would be like in Toronto and a year later. You know, he doesn't necessarily have that porch that he had in Yankee Stadium that gave him a lot of more home runs that he wouldn't have not had otherwise. And then before that, he's in Colorado. He has demonstrated that he can hit anywhere, but is it going to 
is it going to translate to more winning? I don't know. Springer Springer's theoretically offers a higher war projected. Yeah. I, I agree um, that Springer Springer's the better fit and the better player probably, but for some reason I guess I just uh I get more apprehensive about center field and age than I do mm-hmm. with age and second base. Yeah. I I get it. I get it. But there's something that feels really wrong about Springer, even though he's probably the best, the best player of all of them, and has the highest uh, upside. I would say the highest ceiling of any of those guys. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bauer has a higher ceiling, potentially. But Springer, man, his <laughs> he, he he is unbelievably good at baseball, and it's 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 kind of hard to remember that again. Like this off season, just as like. Like I've 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 got this like gnarled tree of darkness that starts like coming into my brain and and making me think that all of these players suck, but they're all <laughs> they're all really good. Even it does re- feel like it, that's what the thing about the the Lindor thing. It felt like oh like that's the actual thing that you want, and everything else there's like a compromise. There's mm-hmm. like this little compromise that you have to make with DJ LeMahieu. Maybe it's his age. Maybe it's the fact you're taking him out of Yankee Stadium. Maybe it's Springer's age and you don't know what was going on in Houston I mean there is still maybe some narrative of that even though I know he was great last year and then there's the Bauer thing where like he just had this mind-blowing season last year but he's never been that mind-blowing before and he is going to be getting older you don't really know so it does feel like there's these weird compromises but it also feels like you have to get one of them you have to yeah. choose one of them like you got to get one of them you That's, pick we decided <laughs> all right we're getting one we're spending a bunch of money this season whether they're good or not and also like we haven't even mentioned real muto the best catcher in baseball <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, by a long shot he's like the oh, it's only not even close. good offensive catcher and like he's really really good with the bat and with his glove now David Sampson was on uh, Sportsnet um, talking about Real Muto because he had Real Muto when he was the GM of the Marlins. Yeah. And he was like, Real Muto doesn't care about your city. He doesn't care about anything other than the most money. It was like, if you give him the most money, he'll come. And a part of me liked that and also hated that. Yeah. I think a lot of the a lot of them are like that. It's just something about uh, a catcher that's just not as exciting, and I'm not really sure why that is. I was definitely excited when we got Russell Martin, but there's I, I don't know what what it is necessarily. I mean, would I be excited if we got him eventually? Yeah, I know. <laughs> eventually, I would be, and then you know, when maybe like right before opening day, I'd be like. Oh yeah, we got real Muto. This is gonna be killer, and he might make our pitching staff a lot better. He might. He might also hit a ton of bombs and like hit fourth and be like one of like maybe the best hitter on the team. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But there's yeah, it's it's there's just something about him. Catcher is just one of those positions where it's like you. I want to. I want to have my own JT Real Muto. You know, I want to. I want to build him in our in our labs. I don't want him after he's been traded twice or once, I guess. When he he went from the Marlins to the, did he go straight to the Phillies or did he go somewhere else? I think he went straight to the Phillies. Right, but then it's also like the Phillies didn't make the playoffs last year, and I think that plays into us like forgetting maybe how good Real Muto is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I just want something amazing. There is even like you bringing up Chris Bryant makes me be like, get him. I want him. Right. <laughs> okay. But I love name brands, man. I just have to say that. Like, I, look, you can make a team like the Rays and you can go to the World Series and it's, I don't know what that's like to be a Rays fan. I don't know. I <laughs> like name brands. When I was a kid and I went shoe shopping, I wanted Nikes or Reeboks and I never got them. That's just what I like. I like when somebody says they liked a movie, my first question is who's in it? I want the name. I want a big star. I want a name brand on this team that I can just be excited about. It's just fun to cheer for stars and have stars on your team. Yeah. So if that's the case, I feel like you want Bauer or Springer. LeMay Hughes, the least name star of the four, for sure. Whether or not he should be, whether or not he should be, he definitely is. He has zero personality. I think we talked about this on the phone before. Like, I've never heard his voice before. I've never heard him speak. <laughs> I watch baseball an ungodly amount. He's a mute. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's on his Wikipedia page. It says DJ LeMahieu is a mute baseball he, player. He, look, he looks like he's from the 1920s. Like, I feel like if you put him in... Ken Burns baseball and just kind of like put a black and white picture of him, I wouldn't notice. I'd be like, there's fucking Mickey, Mickey two shoes, you know? (laughs) 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 That's, that's who he is. He's, he's, he's just like, you walk right by him. You don't notice him, even though he's really tall. Anyway, Springer, Springer's a star. Springer is a star. And so, and Bauer has turned himself into a major star. Yeah. I think there's, more value in an ace there was so much problems with the pitching last year chase anderson tanner yes. roark yes bleh, bleh. and then nate pearson wasn't you know got into some injury problems got into not being able to throw strikes wasn't as electric as we thought he was going to be maybe there's a going to be a big turnaround for him and that'll be something to be excited about but I just don't want to go through this off season and be like, oh, we got Taiwan Walker back, and we got Robbie Ray back, and we got Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field. All right, here we go. Blah. Right. Uh, yeah, totally. But then that also brings up the possibility, like this whole um, avenue, this like stream of ideas, if we do get Real Muto, of what suddenly, like we already have a ton of catchers. That's a, that's a place of of uh, a value that we already have and if we bring in the best catcher we can we can use some of that prospect capital and turn that into something right so i mean that's the one avenue that starts to be like okay even though we don't necessarily need a catcher what that opens up for us is potentially really interesting versus like oh we've got george springer suddenly now uh uh, Randall Grichuk is available on the trading block. You know, it's it's not the same kind of uh, uh, moving parts that that sound nice for us, right? Yeah. So theoretically, and I mean, talking about trades um, in the sort of articles that are talking about Chris Bryant and Kyle Hendricks being available, um, these articles, the conversations were happening before the Lindor deal where they were kind of thinking, oh, maybe Chris Bryant is is an avenue we'd go down. I don't think that they would be in on that in the same way, but supposedly the Mets have a catching prospect that the Cubs were totally coveting and wanting to get in that potential deal. And they're like, oh, well, we got some good catchers. 
in theory. Uh, um, I know we got some good prospects for catchers. I don't know what the market would be like for, say, Danny Jansen. I don't know. Yeah. I I can't imagine the market being uh, great for Danny Jansen, Reese McGuire, and I, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I don't have a whole a whole lot of thought about like what you could get for for those players or you know that's one of the things it feels like anything we bring in gives us the surplus that we have to then manage and deal with i don't think randall grishik's contract is that easily a thing to trade i think you'd still probably have to take some of that money which i don't care about that I and mean, fine like keep paying him like I, in terms of the money i don't care i get made way more attached to the players that we give away than the amount of money that we are going to pay for things yeah i'd be but fine it does to seem like get rid of kirk just gonna throw that out oh there. me too i i think he was really <laughs> exciting last year but when you watch him you're like how long is this last yeah yeah like, that's, that's what not I gonna age well no but i think you know if we think that what do you think other major league teams think Do you think they're getting uh excited about his longevity in the big leagues i mean people have talked about there being interest in him last year I don't yeah, know. We don't know at what cost, and we don't True. know like how they value him. True. So, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> None of it seems good. All of it seems amazing, and 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 at the same time, it seems seems bad. But let's let give me give me the of the four you want DJ. Well, now I don't know. Now you told me he's not as big a name brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about of the free agents. Who do I want? I guess I have. Fuck, no, I'm gonna go Bauer. It's got to be Bauer. Okay. Positionally, positionally, it's DJ. But in terms of, um, if I had to pick one of them, Bauer. Yeah, Bauer on mm, four years. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, we need we need pitchers, and you know, uh, do you would you rather have Bauer or Castillo? If you trade, if you were gonna, tr- would you rather sign Bauer or trade for Castillo? I guess it depends on what you had to give up for Castillo, but just in terms of who do I think makes the team better, it's Bauer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you're giving Trevor Bauer 40 million bucks a year, <laughs> then that's different. But also if you're giving away Simeon Woods Richardson to get Luis Castillo, well, that's different too. Yep. So it really depends. But in terms of who I think is better, I think Bauer is. <laughs> just imagine Ross Atkins in like some large room by himself just screaming fuck at the top of his lungs for like 10 hours straight <laughs> it's it's really a he looks haggard as fuck the last time I saw him he looks like he has aged 10 years in the last in this la- over this pandemic and I can't tell if it's just he grew a beard and didn't comb his hair and maybe put on 15 pounds but <laughs> I can't tell if 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 it's just what happened to him, it's just like what his life's like, or if he's consciously trying to come across more relatable by by doing that because he's been called out as being an android so much that he's like, oh, I'll show my the way I'm just like the people now. Look at me, disheveled. I think he looks great. I know you do. I'm not saying he looks bad. I'm just saying he looks haggard. I'm not saying haggard's a bad look, but it's not typically a conscious look. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to make myself look haggard. Right, I, I but I don't think he looks haggard at all. I feel like he's got like a a kind of tight beard. He's like combing the hair straight back now. 
The, the, I've seen him with his hair all over the place. I've, I've seen him on interviews where it looks like he just woke up from like a, a night of whiskey and face planted in a hotel room <laughs> pillow. <laughs> well, he's got his work cut out for him. None of this stuff feels easy. It it, it all sounds like a headache. Um, I think my prediction is we're going to get George Springer and we're going to come around to it and it's going to be awesome couple of years uh, that's my thinking. We're going to have a, one of the best hitting outfields in the big leagues. I mean, if Teoscar Hernandez is close to what he has been since you know the last couple months of, of 2018, 2019, I don't know when it was last year, 2020. Yeah. So 20, <laughs> the last part of the season, the last half of 2019 and all of 2020, basically, and add in Guriel and Springer. That's that's an awesome outfield. We got to figure out the infield. Hopefully, um, I don't know. I, one thing I'll say b- before we do sign off here, I think um, I don't think Vladdy's gonna be playing third base anymore. Based on on what he was doing in the in the winter ball, I watched a bunch of the games. Um, I think he made eight errors total while while he was there in like six games or so. I don't know how many games, but it wasn't a lot. Uh, I feel like he made an error every game. But he's got to go through an adjustment period, and that's why he's playing winter ball because he can't be expected to just you know have a new body and you know being probably told all these new mechanical things that he's having to work on at third base. He's gonna figure it out. He's gonna figure it out. Okay. Okay. Well, he's if you go to if you go to the Blue Jays MLB depth chart, he's not he's not on the third base. Guess guess who the only third baseman we have on our depth chart at the major league level is right now if you can guess. The only third baseman that we have on our major league depth is a single one. Oh, I don't know. Is it Biggio? <laughs> nope. Is it Espinal? Yeah. Who is it? It's Espinal. <laughs> it's Santiago Espinal. Third baseman extraordinaire. I, do, I don't think we even... Did we see him play third base there last he year? He must have played third base. I can't imagine you're on the depth chart at a position if you've never played an inning there. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's it's an area of concern that I have. I'll say that much. Uh, we, we need another infielder as well. So if we DJ? get Springer... What's wrong with get, getting both? Like, What's wrong with getting two of them? Why can't we have nice things? Somebody's got to tell me that that's a possibility beyond uh, beyond Jeff passing or, or or just saying that that they could it could okay, happen. Jacob, hi. It's a possibility that they get two of the top four. There you go. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if if we got those two, I uh, I don't know if I would need anything ever again. <laughs> I don't know. It might be set for life, you know? That lottery let's, that you can win. Let's leave the people with that, with yeah. that possibility. And the next time that we do a podcast, I'm going to say it right now, we'll be talking about a brand new name brand Blue Jay. Okay. Uh, you got me excited. Hopefully it's going to be sooner because we want to get back on on these mics sooner than later. You know, we... We wanted to get an episode out earlier, but nothing has been happening. So at least this time we could we had we had reasons to talk about nothing, right? 
So next time we're gonna it's gonna be soon. Blue Jays are gonna do something. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There there are reports that the Chris Bryant trade in quotations could happen this weekend. So, which means today. <laughs> <laughs> which means in the past. Yeah, maybe it's already happened. Um but uh okay, that's that's all we got here today on Underdogs. It's it's nice to be back again. Hopefully we will be talking to you soon. And uh, talking about the new name brand, Toronto Blue Jays. Is it George Springer? Call it right now, David. Springer Bauer. Boom. Oh. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye.